on last week's Irrevelations. She kills basically all the other kiddos off, with the exception of one young boy named Joe Ash. Joe Ash just strutting with his fucking, you know, just, just lean against the pillar, be like, what up, bitch, remember me? And I'm not normally for uh, violence against women, but in this case, you gotta hand it to him. He's like, nah, man, I mean, I'm the king of Israel, I've been here for five fucking decades, I do a real good job, I'm pretty sure I can light a fucking candle. And they're like, nope, and then God gives him leprosy. So they killed 10,000, they captured another 10,000, took them to the top of a cliff, and threw them down so that they were dashed to pieces. Before we turn to the word, I would like to I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. And pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. Let's make an app that reroutes your driving. Like if you're like, oh, I want to go from Seattle to California, it reroutes okay. you around 5G so you don't catch COVID. Along oh, the, way. the whole way. Yeah, the whole way. Like it's just like, oh yeah, by the way, you know, and you'll have your uh, you'll have your, you know, because it'll be like, you know, because um, when you go on Google Map, it'll be like, avoid tolls, avoid this. And yeah. you're like, okay, avoid 5G. And it's like, okay, well, your 30-minute drive just turned into 15 hours because you have to go. And you're not also going to get there because there's 5G where you're going. But So I've heard that 5G actually has a really low chance of giving you COVID if you don't wear a mask. Because ah. the mask captures it. The fabric catches the 5G uh, rays mm-hmm. and then puts them in your mouth like right. a little snack. Okay, <laughs> it just concentrates it like it hotboxes yeah. you. With it's basically yeah. global warming, but COVID. Yeah, it, it this is the kind of global right. global warming I do believe in, not the real kind. Yeah, <laughs> the kind that five G bounces around in your mask. Yeah, and uh, um, what's that called? What's it called? The uh, carbon cap? No, uh, where carbon reflects. Oh, greenhouse effect. Greenhouse effect. Yeah. A greenhouse affects COVID it. into your mouth with 5G rays. Right there. That's a yeah. put it on Breitbart. It'll sell. <laughs> Those fucking idiots uh, will gobble up anything. Um, did you see that? Did you see that it's official now? The every single state's been called. Oh, is it? Uh, well, I mean, is it though? Is it though? I mean, the media. Well, the, the media doesn't get to call it. Uh, I, I, I am the amount of delusional it's not over yet trump is still president i know for a fact he's not going to lose after the election has been called yeah is absolutely mind-boggling yeah it's almost like now i don't want to be the both sides guy okay (laughs) but the people that still harp on russiagate jesus christ yeah well i think shut up (laughs) that it's funny because russiagate is kind of coming back into vogue because it's like oh so you're saying there that the elections locked tight when four years ago you were saying the russians fucked it all over and it's like well yeah the russians were accused of coordinating with the trump campaign which is a crime to manipulate the media and sway votes 
And, and they just did it, but without the Trump campaign. And put it with Jill Stein. Yeah, I think the evidence kind of showed that either Trump was too incompetent to quite understand what they were doing. Uh, yeah, you know, he was like, oh, yeah, fucking Facebook ads. What's the problem? You know, like, I don't care. Uh, and, and also that I, I think Russia just was like, we already know what our plan is. We don't yeah, really yeah, yeah. need to coordinate. And I don't think that they're necessarily trying to. I don't see. Here's the thing about that. I don't think Russia at any point wanted to bolster Trump. They just want to cause chaos, right? In and the U.S., like they don't like him. I would like uh, almost as Putin if probably uh, sees Trump as one of the weakest cucked dudes on the planet. Come on, I well the election be agent. <laughs> the elections, the elections done, so I could let the hate go. But the idea of Trump being competent and planning things and doing things is one of the most confusing things, especially before the election. You know, especially the idea that Rudy was just like front man. Come on, yeah. Yeah, like it, senility embodied, or, uh, yeah, but know. you know, like the idea, like oh well, we, he just you know look at how much he's done in four years, and think about how much he's gonna do without having to worry about reelection. I'm like, that's horrifying, uh, but we don't have to worry yeah. about that. We don't have to live with that anymore. Um, uh, but one of the things that just been fascinating is like people touting around and like he's won. Don't worry. I saw his. Uh, I think his name is Lynn Wood. Uh, some investigator that they hired or something who was like, don't nice. worry, I'm, I'm sleeping well tonight. My investigation is complete. I'm confident that Trump won in a landslide and the evidence <sighs> is going to show. And you're like, all right, okay. And I've been on our conservative and it is it is a fascinating ecosystem of people being like, because like, tr- they'll, they'll post these tweets from Trump, like, I won, and there's millions of votes that were caught in fraud and blah, blah. And people are like, well, yeah. he better have evidence. And people were like, I don't know if we need evidence. Do we need evidence? Are we the guys that need evidence? I don't hmm. And like people be like so. And this is this is what I love about it. People are like like, well, if he if if he's lying about this, that'll look real bad, you guys. Like if he's lying about the election as the US president, just trying to completely dismantle democracy, that'll be a real oopsie doopsie, fellas. I might be pretty funny. <laughs> pretty funny, but but just the the absolute lengths they would go to to protect this, you know, like man, if he's lying about the election and completely throwing the country into disarray, that might make us almost as bad as a Democrat. You guys, I don't know. Uh, did you see the uh, that hashtag I made you look at? No, I did not. Explain it to me. Okay, so the hashtag. Wait, let me find it. Because you, have... as much as I'm into like deep lore of like white supremacy and 4chan and and the darkest ever, ever, I have no concept of Twitter. So okay, so there's a hashtag on Twitter on Parlor if you're there as well. <laughs> which, by the way, we are I'm not very active yet. <laughs> oh, so great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We will get um, banned. I know they claim they're the bastion of free speech, but we will get banned from Parlor. Yeah, yeah. We'll find a way. Um, we'll just be good people on there. That should do it. So, <laughs> there's a Twitter hashtag going around social media. It's probably on Facebook. I don't know. Uh, in, hashtag NCSWIC. Okay. Now, that is the name of an organization under Homeland Security that has to do with like interstate working. To, it's like a, a collaborative force to make sure everyone's on the same team. Okay. Uh, national something, 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 statewide, whatever. No one cares, right? Not important. It's a I shitty don't. bureau within a bureau. Okay. Now, it's like Interpol th- that handles communication between bureaus I, across state lines? Maybe. Okay. I don't even care. Uh, we'll, we'll assume so. Yeah. If we're wrong, I don't care. Shut up. Okay. Perfect. Uh, anyways, it's under DHS. It's been around for like six years or so, or maybe 10. But the point is We do that- not know anything about this organization. Shut up. Okay. So the point is- <laughs> 
I'm getting to the part that matters. Okay. Is that this this agency or task force has been around for a while. <laughs> but in the Do you want to look it up? Do you want like no, we know I don't. it's very good. I was literally done with that part. This man or woman. Well, an agency, a task force, those are closely related. The point okay. is because it's with, it's not an agency because it's within DHS. The point is, sir, mm. that on the latest Q drop, which by the way we went like a long ass time without one, yeah, which is I know scary. <laughs> but on the latest one, he came out and pointed out that actually what that stands for is not the fucking jumble of shitty governmental acro- yeah. words. It stands for nothing can stop what is coming. Oh God! <laughs> and now they are. So everyone was getting like the Q guys were getting down in the dumps. Oh, right? yeah, I know. Like, where's Q? Where's our? What's happening? Where's the plan? Where's where's the storm? Hold on, hold on, hold on! I have a bunch of memes of Donald Trump in front of lightning, saying the storm <laughs> is coming. You mean to tell me that's all bullshit? No, 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 no. But all it took to revive their spirits completely, mass resurrection of the QAnon <laughs> kids. Was to be like, actually, this agency, that actually stands for nothing can stop what is coming. And they're all like, yeah. <laughs> so, so that, that that's losing their shit. I, I hope there's just eight nerds at desks who just handle like uh, proprietary requests and like inventory who are like, what? And they're like, you're a hero, sir. I'm like, who's? I'm fa- who? And they're like, you're famous. Everyone's talking about you. We're showing up at your house later. So that we can make sure that nothing stops what's coming. Like uh, it's JFK Jr. too. Yeah, so he's like, I can't even afford real cream for my coffee. You're telling me I'm at the center <laughs> of a conspiracy? Um, that's I. Well, we've talked about this, and I probably could have predicted it if I'd given a shit. But I know we talked about doomsday cults and like yeah. religious cults, and when you have a very specific deadline and a very specific prophecy, and it doesn't come to fruition. There's about half as many people that wake the fuck up and move on with their lives, and there's half the fucking people that just double down. So Trump losing the election, uh, the deep state winning or whatever, um, the the pedophiles allowed to run free, Ellen DeGeneres is still alive. Uh, All these things, (laughs) Hillary Clinton not locked up. Everyone hates her now, though. Yeah, it's a bad example. that's because she's a deep state. She 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 shed her lizard skin. Um, yeah, she's not even hiding it anymore. Uh, Hillary Clinton still uh, not in jail. Wall still not built. Muslims still alive. Uh, everything not working out the way the plan was saying it was going to be. Like, what do you do? And obviously, all they needed to do was pivot it so that they don't feel like such fucking losers that they are. Yeah, you just gotta. And, and honestly, there's never going to be a point where they, I think, really pull away in mass. It's going to come down to like a trickle off type situation. <laughs> yeah. Like it just depends on what kind of med you're on, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not to uh, not to disparage the differently abled. But. I, honestly, I you know it, it, I'm almost disappointed because I again always love these things and I love the irony of it and I almost wanted to get one of those Q mugs just satirically just to have in the background when I take shots when I'm running for Congress, <laughs> you know, but. <laughs> It's so deep, and there's no concept of humor or irony or satire with these people that just to even be associated yeah. with them, you know. Then again, I'm probably the one of those guys that they, they turn like around it. and they're like, "Oh, the left can't meme," and then they're just <laughs> they're like, "He's one of us." I'm like, "No, no, no, no." It's just I, I, I think you guys are so stupid that the mug makes me laugh. 
it's like my it's like my swastika mug for the Proud Boys, you know. Like I wasn't I'm not not one of them. Yeah, I just yeah. think it's funny. I don't know, man. Part of me still sees them pulling this off somehow, and that would honestly be the best. I, I just hope, and I don't mean it's not a threat if anyone's listening, but I just hope Trump dies soon of yeah. natural COVID-related causes. If I could, well, if it's I could, too late for that. If right? I could, oh no, he'll come on. He beat he beat the COVID, bro. Yeah, I think. I, yeah, I'm sure herd immunity is a real thing, um, but. I just hope it's some natural cause that puts this shit to rest because it's honestly just so exhausting having you to really witness think the stop level it? of dumb shit. This is the Do dumbest really th- four years we've ever had as a country. I don't think this is a Trump problem. I think this is an internet existing problem. People have been given too much freedom. It's not good. I think Trump, for better or for worse, is a very unique person who was both a quote-unquote billionaire yeah. slash real estate mogul who was part of the zeitgeist for decades you yeah. know and was in a home alone and had a reality tv show and has just been in the news for the last 30 years claiming he was going to run for president and then never did i don't think there's anything quite like him you know you, you don't think tucker carlson could do this in four years i don't i don't so, think tucker carlson has it tucker carlson tucker carlson especially I smarter i think the difference between trump is that four years ago Trump had kind of a middle-of-the-road vibe. Uh, sure. Definitely, it was kind of like harder to convince people that he was shitty. You're like, oh, well, if you look at his business, that guy's been fucking over the little guy for years. Like, everyone knew that Trump just doesn't pay his contractors. He fucks people sure. over. Uh, he's a general piece of shit. He loves cheating on his wives. And somehow the evangelical right was like, well, that's just what it takes to run a business. You don't know. Do you have a private true. plane? You, know? <laughs> like, you have to yeah. cheat on your wife to run a business. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you just have to make it so that little hardworking Americans' contractors don't feed their family that week. You know? Yeah, Because you'll sue them into non-existence. That's just that's the thing to do, man. Be well, a good Christian. It's um, the only way to fight socialism. I just don't – I mean maybe in another – I don't know. I don't even want to. I'm sure something could come up, but it's not like Jeff Bezos is going to fucking run, or maybe Elon Musk, maybe. But he, he, I, I think I think Trump's personality has poisoned the well against billionaires as like funny guys. For, for I think Tucker's going to pull it off. And here's the other thing I think is going to happen. Tucker can Democrats even... are going to do the same thing with like a Mike Bloomberg type. And it's just going <laughs> to suck. Probably the Democrats. Like, are... Which corporations do we want? To run our country is going to be the question. Yeah. The ones that have gay pride flags or the ones that have Confederate flags. Not, not. I mean, yeah. now we can we can joke about it now because I don't think you could give Republicans an inch before the election. But now that sure. we have uh, quote unquote won, uh, the absolute smug douchebaggery douchebaggery coming from the neo libs makes uh. me want to fucking vomit. Yeah. Be like, oh, like now now that the central neo libs are turning on AOC. And Bernie being like, see, see, everyone said uh, Biden couldn't win and we had to embrace socialism, but it's actually about corporate monopolies, bitch. <laughs> it's about the crime bill, baby. It's a, Yeah, <laughs> we got we to gotta deal with these thugs. We got to bring them to heel. Like, all right, okay. Um, we, 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 we're, we're rambling on. We, we've got yeah. so much to talk about. But before we go, I want to talk about... Enrico Tario, the former head of the the former Cuban black leader of the Proud Boys. Okay, yeah. Who was their little puppet token black guy? Be like, see, we're not racist. And then the second they lost, I I I almost want to read this fucking quote from one of the former heads. I guess. Yeah, do it. (sighs) 
Because it's just it, the whole th- these fucking people. So, uh, yes, Enrique Tario uh, is having is at the uh, head of a civil war from uh, after being ousted as the leader. I mean, it's a civil war, so who, who knows? Is he out or is he okay? So he's still like Robert E. Lee. I I, I would be terrified if I were him. <laughs> or, but anyway, sorry, Jefferson Davis. He's Jefferson uh, Davis. Here, here, here's a quote from the uh, usurper Kyle Chapman. Due okay. to the recent failure of Proud Boy Chairman Enrique Tario to conduct himself with honor and courage on the battlefield, it has been decided that I, Kyle Chapman, reassume my post as president of Proud Boys, effective immediately, Chapman wrote. We will no longer cuck to the left by appointing token Negroes as our leaders. We will no longer allow homosexuals or other undesirables into our rank. We will confront the Zionist criminals who wish to destroy our civilization. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's scary. Yeah, that's kind That's of fucking up. terrifying. And, and what's weird is, like, I was like, what the fuck? And I'm like, read into it. Like, oh, well, technically, Kyle Chapman was the head of the militant faction of yeah whereas enrique was the head of the, well, yeah, his name's kyle yeah duh, was the head of the like uh i guess legislative branch i don't know it's such a stupid <laughs> i heard that he didn't he also say that they're changing their name to like proud goys or something i don't know well it's all it's nope. all misinformation i mean the fact that they're fucking losers hopefully knocks them into the dirt where they belong but yeah i'm sure these fucking cunts. at least they're yeah when when they People can't pretend that they're cool now. Yeah, like, like uh, but I, I, so let's let's pour one out for Enrique Tario. You gave it your all, buddy, but yeah. uh, you just couldn't Uncle Tom your way to the top. Just another Gavin McGinnis <laughs> out on his ass. Damn <sighs> things in it. Okay, but unlike those guys, we actually do read the Bible, and we read it too. <laughs> And uh, so, welcome to the Revelations Podcast. I'm Cole Deluski. And I'm Grant DeVoiced. And this is episode 112. And we are the only voice of truth in these uncertain times. The only one you can trust. Yeah, yeah and that's true. And on December 15th, something is going to happen. Let's keep <laughs> uh, I didn't say what year, though, so just stay tuned. That's when Trump wins the electoral vote. Right. Okay. So... What are we at? Chapter 28? We're at chapter 28. And we are going to finish this fucking book. We are going to finish it on this episode. I've actually just been preparing to just run through it. So we'll we'll see. If there's anything you thought was interesting. I will shoot myself in the head on air if we don't finish it. But it's big dumb as per usual. Yeah. So, all right. What did we finish off? Jotham was the king, right? He was uh, fine. He did all right. Uh, He didn't go in the temple like his dad. Whatever. He's cool. Uh, yeah. So um, we will now move on. So chapter 28, Second Chronicles, starts with the story of Ahaz, who we covered pretty in-depth in Kings. He's one of the more significant kings of Judah. Uh, he's the one that really fucks up the worst. And it, it's kind of weird. It doesn't really mention it, but he's essentially the one that seals Judah's fate. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, some of these others are pretty bad, but we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll get into it. Some kings were wicked. Some kings were good. Ahaz is the one that like is like, by the way, I'll burn my fucking kids alive. Yeah, and did. And he did. wasn't the only one. Um. So yeah, Jotham's gone. Jotham was okay. Ahaz comes into power in chapter twenty-eight. Total piece of shit. 
Uh, unlike his father, it says he did not do right in the eyes of the Lord. We already know all this. We yeah. read his story. It sucks. Let's talk about something that's important. Okay. In Chronicles, that's not in Kings. I just want to hop right to this. Okay. Verse 9. Now, in Kings, we hear the story of Ahaz, and we know that he went to Assyria and got the Assyrians to help him fight Israel and Syria. Okay. So he got the Assyrians to fight Israel and the Syrians. Now, didn't tell us, we knew that Israel was attacking him, but here in Chronicles, we get a little piece of information that totally changes the situation. So what happened is that the Israelites and the Judeans go to war with each other, and the Israelites have Syria backing them up, right? Right. They're clashing. Judah is being punished by God because Ahaz is such a shitty king. Right. A lot of and butchers so Isra- and bakers and random people died exactly. at the hands of the Israels because this one fucking guy. But Israelites chopped the shit out of the Judeans, all right? Uh, just get massacred. Hundreds of thousands of them die. Now, what happens next is a prophet comes to the Israelites and says, look, guys, we let God let you kill these Judeans because they were being shitheads. However, I noticed that you've taken a bunch of them as slaves. That's too far. Like, we don't do that. We don't have other <laughs> Jews as slaves. Right. You can kill them all you want. Kill right. millions of Jew them. Jew on Jew murder. Fine. Jew Fine. on Jew slaves. That's no fun. It's just because then the punishment is extending, you know, into like right. owning people. I kind of get it. So yeah. he says, look, you won. You beat their asses. Send them back. So sure enough, the Israelites listen. They have all these prisoners of war. They clothe them. They heal them up with balms, it says. Yeah. They put them on donkeys. They slap the donkeys on the ass and point them right back towards Judah. Okay, so that's that's what's happening, right? The Israelites basically, all right, we kicked your ass, but it's cool. We're still brothers, you know? I guess. It, then okay, Ahaz decides, okay, so the Israelites just did all this nice shit, basically. I mean, it wasn't great. They whooped their asses, but it's over. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's the, it's the equivalent of like, you know, you pick a fight, the other guy kicks your ass, and then he puts his hand out and, you know, pulls you out of the dirt. You know. And what does this guy do? What does Judah do whenever Israel offers a hand to pick him up? Throws a bunch of sand in Israel's face. <laughs> because although Israel has basically said, all right, all right, it's over. Here's your guys back. We're cool. That is when Ahaz, king of Judah, goes to the king of Assyria and says, hey, brother, let's fucking knock these guys down a peg. You know, enemy of my enemy is my friend type situation. So that is the circumstance under which Ahaz attacked Israel with Assyria. It wasn't just like retaliatory it was a little bit uh after the fight was over yeah so. i mean the i i steer so clear of like christian dialogue and like the way apologetics and bullshit like that yeah because yeah. the, the morals of these stories they're not clear-cut they don't make sense that's true i'm not uh-huh. quite sure what the point of this is that because ahaz was wicked objectively wicked according to the bible he then lets them suffer at the hand of outsiders and israel who again got preferential treatment but is also the The gold standard of being pieces of shit yeah and then so he decides he's going to go to assyria for help who is their on again off again boyfriend and then they have a fight and then he loses it just okay i I don't i don't get it but it's very shitty um yeah it's 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 like we've talked about a lot you know you, you drink bring the outsiders and that's when it's not really cool anymore the, the other right? thing, if you want to squabble internally that's one thing yeah 
Uh, the, the other thing is that, yeah, don't, I mean, you know, if you, you know, family fights are family fights. The second you get CPS involved, too much. Yeah, especially when you get Assyria involved, which is like probably the biggest power that's like the, in the area. Kids, that's like telling your teacher about your bruises, all right? Shut yeah, that yeah. lip. <laughs> okay. So anyway, <laughs> the other thing is that A has used money from the Lord's house to pay off the Assyrians. So it's a whole. That's right. He also thing. goes nuts in the temple. He chops up all the temple shit sets up altars inside the temple. He uh, installs altars based on sketches that he made in Syria, which we actually, that was in Kings. Um, And yeah, it just goes nuts, does everything bad that he can, uh, and eventually died happy. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but uh, as the last comeuppance, he was buried in Jerusalem, but not with his fathers. That's their, like, got him. That's right. Whatever. Oh, no. Oh. So that's chapter 28. Uh, the, one down. Jews don't believe in hell, right? Like, that hasn't really been mentioned thus far. We've never read anything. Uh, no, it sort of has Sheol or whatever. It's like a dark place. I don't think there's any it's like a, there's a It's like a DMV. There's a place where they can be dead, but I don't think we've ever mentioned anything about what happens after you die. We, yeah, I picture they're more like Hades. I you guess. know, just like gray and dark, and you just go there. At some point, we should probably talk about more in depth and like really break it down. Well, they don't know. It. It's but not. No one. Yeah. Everyone has a different opinion. We have that God took two people to heaven with him, but no real All explanation right. of what heaven is like or what happens up there. Let's figure out Jew, heaven, and hell for the recap of this. <laughs> of this book. Right. Yeah, because it's not like, I mean, yeah, certainly there is no inclination that Ahaz, having lived a wicked life, uh, is gonna suffer after this. He just he just does f- some shit, and then a how bunch funny of would it be if fine. they just literally didn't believe in heaven or hell? It's like this is it. That would <laughs> <laughs> God just God just treats us like a bunch of ants in an ant hill, pissing yeah. on us yeah. and hitting us with the magnifying glasses, and then once you're dead, you're dead. <laughs> is that is that? I mean, I know they. I wish I knew a Jew that would ever speak to me, but it's not like what I. About that one it's not like I don't like them. Week. They just don't like me. Yeah. Because of this podcast, <laughs> something to do. Interesting, with it. Okay, but I, so you know, I don't that, know. I don't know what happens after cha- you die. I don't think anyone chapter does. Twenty-eight. Next up is chapter twenty-nine. It's our boy Hezekiah, and we're going to read about Hezekiah for most of the rest of this book. Oh, I was just gonna going to blow through it. We remember Hezekiah. Yeah, we are. That's what I'm saying. But oh, okay. most of the rest of the book is about him. What does he do? He purifies the temple. We already know about that. We literally just finished Second Kings. Hezekiah was the last good guy. Yeah, let me the just... The problem... Uh, go ahead. That's what I'm saying. The problem is that he's already on a... Israel and Judah are already on a collision course with their end. God has already decided that, like Cole said, kind of with Ahaz, possibly. So, at one point in Hezekiah's life, God says, yeah, just so you know, it's all over, but uh, you can die happy. So, uh, he brings back Passover. He, uh, they had actually missed Passover, so he gets... Uh, he, he brings back worship sh- in the temple. He brings yeah. back Passover. He he has reforms. This is a reformation. He um, uh, sacrificed 70 bulls, 100 rams, and 200 male lambs, which I totaled up to be about 3,700 liters of blood. Great. Which is like, you could fill a semi up almost I mean, with that. who the fuck cares? Uh, I, the only thing I care about... <laughs> I care about filling up semi-trucks uh, the, with goat blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the only thing I thought was interesting is that my Bible recall calls this a revival, a revival of the church. And then they mention a bunch of guys called the Pentecosts. The Pentecost? I don't know. It's things I've never heard about. Uh, yeah. I know Pentecostals exist. Yeah. Uh, but Pentecostal wait. has to do with uh, the Feast of the Pentecost and Peter getting a flame of tongue. on. We talked yeah. about this a couple weeks ago. Anyways, uh 
Yeah, he brings back everything. Chapter 29, chapter 30, that's all it's talking about. He celebrates the Passover. Um, he sent around people even to Israel to try and bring them into the fold, right? He's a benevolent king. So he sent out uh, couriers into Ephraim and Manasseh, even to Zebulon. And they all just kind of made fun of him, which is stupid because clearly he's doing something right. Like for once, the Judeans aren't being punished. It does say that a few... Uh, a few people humbled themselves from the Isra- Israelite tribes and uh, came in, took part in Passover, blah, blah, blah. They have a big slaughter. They praise God. That's chapter 30. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. You get um, it. The only other thing, there's two other things that are significant of Hezekiah, I think. Two things left. Okay. Was there was the battle with the god, the, the king of Assyria. Originally, yeah, you that's know. That's in chapter 32. Yeah. yeah. I don't give a so shit. So we're skipping 31 all, all yeah. together. He did some he did some nice things. Hezekiah. He did socialism, actually. <laughs> Hezekiah was a good king. He did a revival. He brought back the church. He finds the book of law and is like, hey, guys. Let's, yeah. Oh, wait. No, that's a different guy. No, yeah, that's a different guy. That's but different he guy, redistributed the wealth. He redistributed the wealth. But he, he, he's a fun. good guy. He revives the church. He brings back Passover, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the Assyrians, who Ahaz had sided with, are now attacking. We we recall this story. That was the one where yeah. the Assyrians... It's, son, like, it's the son of the king, so it's a different guy. Yeah, but it's still Assyrians. Uh, the, the, yeah, they, yeah, they, I'm they, just they post outside the wall, and they're like, hey, guys, your king is going to tell you to worship God and put faith in him. Look at all these fucking dead gods that we've killed in the past. Your god's no different. We're going to kick your ass. And then, like, Hezekiah's like, have faith! And then God slaughters the Assyrians. Some Yeah, and then God later lets them win, too, yeah, by great. the way. So, <laughs> yeah, technically, yeah. the Assyrians were right. The the only right. the only thing I feel like, I mean, we covered all this shit. It doesn't, we don't need to cover it now. But the yeah. only thing I thought was interesting, like, what is different, was that, as we recall from Kings, Hezekiah was the one that did all these good things and did all these nice things for God and gave faith. And then some Babylonians came and hung out who were in exile. And Hezekiah was like, oh, yeah, you guys are cool. Why don't you hang out in my trophy room? That You can hang out there and look at all my nice shit. And um, I can't remember who was the – it must be Isaiah was the one that was like, hey, Hezekiah, for – uh, dabbing on all those Babylonians, they're going to conquer your country and castrate your children. Nice. And Hezekiah was like, "Fuck!" And then he, and that was it. He <laughs> was like, "Word." So, it, but so that was the story in Kings. Uh, it's only mentioned briefly in Chronicles, um, in thirty-two, thirty-one. However, regarding the ambassadors of the princes of Babylon, whom they sent to him to inquire about the wonder that was done in the land, God withdrew from Hezekiah in order to test him, that he might know all that was in his heart. That's it. That's the only reference to the whole, there's no mention of the prophet, there's no mention of the prophecy, there's no mention of, by the way, your kids are going to get their dicks cut off. It's just like, oh, and then God sent some Babylonians and thought, I'm going to see what Hezekiah does, and I'm going to, like, just keep it a secret from him, you know? Yeah, very weird. I remember uh, I had a similar event where I uh, my cousin was bringing over her boyfriend for, like, Christmas dinner, you know? Okay. And we were doing a family family Christmas meal, and I had taken a bunch of, like, golden dollars and just placed them around the house in strategic locations. Huh. I was like, if this motherfucker steals this money, we're going to know he's trash. And they were golden dollars, so I was like, and we know this guy likes his shit shiny. Sure. You know. 
Yeah. We'll test like them. a uh, barracuda. Yeah. 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 Or a magpie. But, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, you know, their kind. Did it work? Uh, no. I, I got half a story. No, here. no. By, well, it's not funnier, but my grandpa was like, what kind of person are you? And like, <laughs> that actually is funny. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing? I was like, we're going to test this motherfucker. And he's like, no, we're not. I don't want to get into what kind of weird Freudian situation this might be that you're trying to test your cousin's boyfriends, but that's uh, not, we're not on the site, the shrink couch. So the only other thing go. that was particularly not, this is going to interest anybody. <laughs> the only thing I can think of that was interesting was that, uh, at that meal, everyone showed up and we're eating and my grandma yeah. was talking about my Jeep Wrangler. I'm like, Oh, that's such a fun car. You know, blah, blah, blah. I was like, Oh yeah, no roof, no doors, just living Florida life. And was like, and, she, and my grandma was like, oh, and Missy rides in the car too. I was like, oh yeah. And she's like, oh, with all that rain and mud, you go. I mean, she's Missy just must be wet all the time. <laughs> yeah, everyone was like, horrid. <laughs> grandma, shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> I j- okay. For some reason, I was picturing you doing this gold coin trick when you were like eight. No, this is no. like this is like I was like twenty five. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna trick this guy. <laughs> I was picturing like like elementary school cold. <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, okay. back to the Bible. Uh, yeah. So another fun thing about chapter thirty-two, real quick before we go on, is that it's funny because Sennacherib, the Assyrian king that's laying siege to uh, Jerusalem, has this big famous speech that he gives through his officers, and it's totally different in Kings and and Chronicles. <laughs> Just it's not even the same speech. Uh, yeah, it's not. It's not the same. In Kings, it was a big deal. It was like a poem almost. It was like yeah, but it's supposed to be. It's set up to be like the same one, right? Right. It's like happening at the same time frame, and it's delivered by an officer and all this. It's just totally different words. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Anyways, not, I thought not that, was that funny. it matters, but moving. It's on. funny. So that's chapter thirty-two. Hezekiah, Hezekiah dies. Dies. Yeah. Um, he did a lot of cool shit, as we know. Um, his next, his son comes up, chapter 33, Manasseh, not the original Manasseh, a new Manasseh, um, is now the king, and he is the worst. So, he is sacrificing his children. I think this is the one that really cost the kingdom. More uh, so than I don't, Ahaz. What, what verse does he sacrifice kids? I thought that was only Ahaz. Uh, chapter, er, chapter 33, oh, verse 6. Oh, six, yeah, and he caused his sons to pass through the fire of the valley. I feel yeah. like I would have remembered that from Kings. I don't remember uh, Manasseh. I'll have to go. For the recap, let me double check, because I didn't think Manasseh yeah. did that. I, I, in my memory, I thought only Ahaz sacrificed kids. But um, Well, he rocks at it. He <laughs> kills so many of his children. Uh, it's I mean, really fun. He, yeah. he says he does witchcraft, too. I mean, have you ever had like Witch. a fucking awful, awful Christmas fight, and you're just like, all right. No. I could do without you. Oh, kill, killed your kids? No, but wanted to. You know, oh, like, sure. just, uh, I don't have kids. I remember, I remember this is, I uh, again, just talking random stories from my childhood. Yeah, why not? I got one more. I got one more. There's nothing happening in it the was, Bible. It, so. was, it was Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. It's time to be thankful and give thanks. And yeah. my mother made Thanksgiving dinner. This was two years ago. Like, this is right, like, adults. Adults meeting for okay. Thanksgiving. You're 30 years old. I'm yes. 30 years old. My brother's a little bit younger, of course. And my mom made Thanksgiving dinner. And the, she puts out all the plates. Like, okay, guys, let's all go around the corner and give thanks for – give thanks. And my brother goes, yeah. wait a minute. What the fuck is this? 
And she's like, what? He's like, where's the goddamn sweet potato casserole? My mom's like, oh, I didn't, there was no oven space. I'll, I'll make it, I'll make sweet potato casserole for the leftovers tomorrow. And my brother's like, I flew all the way from fucking California for this fucking trash. And we had a nice Thanksgiving fight about how trash uh, dinner was without sweet potato casserole. That's a very the, sweet the, uh, story for you to share with the, the audience. The spirit of the season. If only just to say that if my mom could have sacrificed children of the fire, I don't know if 28-year-olds can be done, but... I think she would have done it. I think she would have killed, I think she would have killed both of you a long-ass time ago if she rights. was going to, though. Um, okay, so back to Manasseh. He's being awful, and so his punishment, uh, who rolls in but uh, the Babylonians... They kick the shit out of him. They actually take Manasseh, the king himself, captive. And it says they put a hook in his nose. So that's where that awful anti-Semitic stereotype comes from. <laughs> I, uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> you can keep that joke if you want. So afterwards, uh, he rebuilt the city. He comes back and he basically has to come to Jesus, except this was before Jesus. I think they would just call it come to Yahweh or something. Uh, goes back, starts doing the right shit, gets his life on track. Can't bring his dead kids back, which sucks. Right. But he can at least be a good king. So he rebuilds the wall. He basically undoes all the shitty stuff that he had done. Gets rid of all the foreign gods. It does say, however, that the people kept using the high places that he had set up to worship. But they did worship at least the true god. Just not quite the, quite the right way, right? Yeah. It's like a... There is a right way to do it. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, you're cooking your chicken now, at least, instead of eating it raw. Mm -hmm. You just shouldn't be cooking it using, like, the hood of your car. Right. Like, there's, you, if you're going to store it in the fridge, you don't put it at the top shelf. You put it at the bottom. Right. Sure. You know. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's just more like, okay, you can't really have, like, a personal, unique relationship with God. You have to have a very structured, static, this is the rule. Yes. You know. That's right. He's God. Yeah. He's not. Honestly, the evangelical, like, pub personal relationship with God is bullshit. If you try to go to the top of a mountain and sacrifice yourself for God, he's going to say, who the fuck are you and who do you think you're talking to? Yeah. I don't know you. Mm -hmm. Bring me a child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So, uh, he eventually dies and actually got to be buried in his palace. I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't Is know. that where the kings are? It's hard to Anyways, break it he gets down. buried in his palace. Uh, his son becomes king, Amon. Um, he sucked. He only got, This kind of sucks. Amon, and I know we already read about Amon and kings, but real quick. Assumes the throne at 22 years old. Basically a kid. It says that he sucks, but again, he's a kid. And he was murdered by his administration in two years. So, like, the guy didn't even have a chance to get running like Manasseh. Right. You know? Manasseh's going out, killing everyone, doing all this horrible shit it's, for 55 years. It's not an equal application of justice. And I'm I sure, know, I'm assuming, I, I mean, I've been hearing a lot of, I've been hearing a lot of people talking about how, like, uh, like what's going to happen with Trump and people will be like, oh, well, God's in control. And I'm like, eh, if this is what it's like when God's in control, anything could happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bad. You, you definitely can't. It's like predicting where a hurricane is going to land yeah. while it's still in the Atlantic. Baron better watch out. Um, yeah. So then chapter 34 is Josiah, who, as we recall, was one of the last good kings. Uh, the last good king. And kind of, uh, was there another? Wait. Oh, no. Similar to Joash, a child yeah. king who is, I guess. Yeah, he took over at eight yeah. years old. 
Joash took over when he was six. Josiah takes over when he's eight. Both of them have similar reigns in that I guess they're just being sort of uh, puppets for the church. Yeah. So he does good things. He purges. So basically, he took Manasseh's reforms a step further and actually got rid of the high places as well. Totally cleaned up the streets. Being a great guy, finds the book of the law, which Cole mentioned earlier, right? Uh, kind of reads through it. So you're thinking like numbers, right? That that section. That yeah, book. I guess. I mean, the book of the law isn't um, described. We don't know exactly what it was. We assume it means something like Deuteronomy. Yeah, Deuteronomy Leviticus, numbers where you're getting like all that. these yeah, yeah, yeah. bullshit but Who rules. the fuck knows? Because there's, there's, so, there's a couple of other mentions of other books that yeah. uh, my Bible is like, oh, yeah, and they're like, talk about this guy in Kings, and then like my Bible's concordance will be like, but we didn't, so we don't know what the fuck they were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, he finds the book, start, you know, finds it, and is so distressed by how far off they are at this point from what God had originally attended that he tears his clothes, he's freaking out, yada, yada, yada. Um, God comes to him through a prophet, and this is when Josiah finds out, hey, man, just so you know, you're not going to see it because I like you, but pretty soon is going to be the end of Israel slash Judah. So buckle up, or rather don't buckle up because you're going to die. So who cares? It is kind of an interesting overarching theme because basically he's like, yeah, by the way, Israel is destroyed. You can do whatever the fuck you want, but they're destroyed. So Josiah uh, acknowledges Passover. They do a fucking Passover. He brings back the true worship. He, he's putting out all the stops to kind of fix and course correct. God don't care. Um, and that's- you got to wonder. So I, again, neither of us have kids. Mm-hmm, thank God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm just imagining trying to put myself in, in his shoes here. Mm-hmm. Let's say that I had kids and grandkids and God came to me himself and said, listen, you're fine. You're going to live a nice, happy, long life. You're going to die peacefully in your bed, surrounded by everyone you love. Soon after all these people you love who are going to be at your bedside are going to be raped and killed. Mm-hmm. Cut into pieces. Mm-hmm. I don't know how well I would, that would sit with me. I'd go to I'd Vegas. Be like, oh. I'd be like, I'm definitely not. I'm, so I don't need to worry about leaving an inheritance. Okay. <laughs> Put it all on black, Spend baby. How much hookers and blow can I get with my 401k? <laughs> yeah, don't gamble with it. Just blow it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to accidentally win any money. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to have one of those Thai ladyboy hand jobs that kills me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, they all are, I would imagine. Uh, okay, so he says, you're going to be buried <laughs> in peace. Me, uh, then Israel is going to suffer. Um, I don't know why I said Thai cool. lady boy. I could have done better, but <laughs> anyway, that's not what I'm about. <laughs> it's how you can afford. Josiah continues removing all the idols uh, into chapter 35. He celebrates Passover. I feel like it's him trying to maybe Hail Mary to save Israel. I don't know. He's trying to be really, really, really good. But God doesn't give a fuck. Remember that. Right. Uh, finishing up 35 is kind of a uh, an interesting... He dies. Yeah, he dies. But historically, I guess, the significant point of this is that in... And we mentioned this in Kings. So, you know, we're kind of recapping that shit, too. Uh, yeah. Is that Babylon was essentially in exile. They were a weakened piece of shit nation. And Hezekiah just felt they were nothing. And now we get yeah. to Josiah, and 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 and, by, and um, Manasseh. It was who did we just fucking? I've almost Manasseh was his dad. I've almost completely forgotten one. which one was the one that was destroyed by Assyria and had their ass just kicked. 
Yeah, Manasseh. Manasseh. So Manasseh had their ass kicked by Assyria, and in, but lives to and tell in the his tale. father's time, Babylon was garbage. By the time we get to Josiah, Babylon has become such a war force that Assyria and Egypt are like binding forces to fight them. Yeah. And Israel is like, I'm going to help. And because of that, God's like, hey, I told you not to fucking fuck around. You're going to find out. And because of that, in that battle, Josiah gets wounded and dies. Yeah, gets shot by an archer. So that's kind of a badass way to go out. He's in Valhalla, for sure. For sure. Uh, okay, he dies, blah, blah, blah. If you want to know more about it, too bad. You don't. Nick, now let's just let's finish this book off. Chapter 36, last fucking chapter of all the Chronicles books. We're done. Right. So what happens? You have Jehoahaz, who uh, was dethroned by Egypt. You have his son, Jehoiakim, who did evil in the eyes of the Lord. Then Jehoiachin, who did evil in the eyes of the Lord. Then Zedekiah, who uh, did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And then the fall of Jerusalem. Yeah, basically, Egypt kicks the shit out of them, destroys their monarchy. Then Babylon comes and finishes the job and teabags on them. And Yeah, this all, this, all of 36 takes what... Uh, about 20 years, 25 years. Yeah. And, and then that's the end of Jerusalem. They're all in exile in Persia, where they're ruled by Cyrus. No, 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 is, no. What are you talking about? You've completely misread it. Oh, sorry. That's after. They're, <laughs> they're, all, <laughs> they're, all, they're all in Shut captivity up. in Babylon. And unlike yeah. at the end of Kings, which doesn't really mention it too much. Like Kings, I think, just ends with them. Like, by the way, they're headed to Babylon. Goodbye. Uh, yeah. The end of Chronicles, which makes sense because again it was written afterwards, After is like all, they were they, all carted off to excerpt. they were all carted off to Babylon as slaves, and then you get to verse thirty two, sorry verse twenty two, that says that in the first year of Cyrus king of Persia, that he proclaimed that all of the Israelites go back to Jerusalem. You know, yeah, uh, and this is fun because now we're talking about like recognizable historical figures. Right. You know, thus says Cyrus, king of Persia, all the kingdoms of the earth, the Lord of God of heaven has given me, and he has commanded me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah, who is among you of all his people. May the Lord his God be with him and let him go up. So it's kind of like, oh, by the way, Cyrus recognized God and realized that he had to recreate the kingdom of heaven or whatever the kingdom of god yeah. put the israelites back the achaemenid empire was quite well known for being pretty uh tolerant of other religions so this holds up yep but that's it for chronicles i'm so glad to be done with it yeah for real we, and we've spent uh, we, we spent a long time in the cold opening almost no time in the bible and even then it was still too long yeah, it was so, way too I'm long. I'm glad to have it as so a, a short app. pissed off. I'm pissed at you for talking at all. <laughs> I'm pissed at me for living. Uh, yeah, and that. Word that I could die. Uh, let's wrap it up. What are we What are we thinking about it? What, what Chronicles is done. We're Obviously, we're going to do a recap of Chronicles, which will be like Inception. And it feels yeah. like Inception because it feels like it's taking seven times as long to get through this as it did. It does. It felt the time is going slow in, inside of Chronicles. But, you know. That's just the way the cookie crumbles. Uh, so it's a new catchphrase I'm trying out. I, I remember thinking as we were so the beginning of Chronicles, and we'll probably save most of this for the recap, I guess. But in the beginning of Chronicles, it's almost the same as Kings, and yeah. then it diverges and kind of is the mirror of Kings, where as opposed to being ninety percent Israel, ten percent Judah, this is ninety percent Judah, ten percent Israel. Yeah, and. Uh, 
And I was like, oh, this is like an interesting thing, blah, blah, blah. And then now having read it, I'm like, I didn't need the whole book. <laughs> I didn't need, I didn't need no. to be this in-depth, the story of Judah. I, I didn't gain enough new information that I felt it was worth reading this shit. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I just, I get the importance of it, right? We needed the Judah side of the story um, just so we could see, honestly, how stupid this whole story is. That, like, as bad as these Judeans were relative to, like, what God expects or whatever, right, right. relative to, say, Josiah. It isn't really until uh, you get to Ahaz that it actually becomes something that anyone would actually care about in modern era, but yeah, sure. Yeah. But it, the, my point is that, like, it's just such an obvious whitewashing of the Judean kings because they're being just as pieces of shit. They just get these like redemption arcs right. that they didn't give to Israel. I don't know. It sucks. It, uh, it, it is kind of interesting because like the story of Israel is like bloody fucking usurping. You know, some guy comes in and kicks your wife to death with a horse and then they chop yeah. you up and throw you into the woods or whatever, you know, like, yeah, and, hell then, yeah. and this it's like, and he was an evil wicked King and he died in his bed and he was buried peacefully surrounded by love. And you're like, all right. Yeah. With a belly full of banana pudding. Hell yeah. Fucking little wafers and shit. In there. Um, yeah. so I guess, I don't know. I'm not quite sure. Hey, if, if you're wondering, it really is that kind of like, um, I don't even know. It's not really white privilege. These people aren't white, but it's some kind of some kind of privilege. Why are we based on their... lineage? I don't know. Call it. Okay, some type of supremacy at play here. That uh, just because of who their great 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 grandfather was, that they're getting preferential treatment by uh, you know the Justice Department. Well, yeah, I mean that happens in every culture everywhere, right? right. Look at the caste system in India, right. or you know what? That they are as wicked as the Israelites, but. And we, 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 we picked up on this in King, so it's especially prevalent in Chronicles, where it's just like, okay. Oh, yeah, he was murdering kids, and therefore he got punished and then had to come back, got to come back from yeah. it, you know. Got to have a great life. Got to rule for 55 years little, after little sacrifices, sacrificing his children in a fire a little, buried in the palace. A little palace. slap on the wrist. All right, don't, yeah. don't you fuck up again. I'm going to paddle you next time. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the, that's the way she goes. Uh, and then next Anything else save the rest of it for the recap yeah we'll save the rest of it i mean it's not gonna be much different i don't i don't i no. don't care um besides we're gonna talk about that one thing we said we'd talk about and then allegedly heaven and hell we're gonna get into ezra next week which will be fun i don't know shit about ezra i'm gonna be straight up with you really you don't it wasn't one of the books that they paid attention to in, in church no i don't think so i wonder I know that it's a guy's name i'm coming to a blind i don't know what the fuck ezra is supposed to be i know that my Bible's concordance says that Ezra is the guy who wrote Chronicles. So, who the fuck knows? I have no idea. What he must be a good guy because they named the lead singer of Vampire Weekend after him. Okay. <laughs> That's that on that. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. What's our, what's our Twitter handle? If, if you don't already, follow us on Twitter at Bible Pimps. What are we on parlor? if you want... Or on Parlor, I forget what our Parlor handle is. I'll remember for next time. Gotta start plugging that. That's where everyone's going. You can also send us an email at a Revelations Podcast at gmail.com. Everyone who's anyone is going to Parlor. I uh, let's talk about Parlor for fifteen seconds here before we log off. I uh, the amount of dumb fucking pieces of shit morons that I know who are like, I'm sick of all the censorship. I'm sick of all the bullshit. Let's go to Parler. I want to have a place that's like Facebook and Twitter combined, but where I can spout racist bullshit nonstop without feeling like I'm being judged. Let me tell you guys, if you want to have a little bit of afternoon fun with it, okay. go to Parler, go to the search bar, 
type Jews and hit enter. <laughs> <laughs>